Fear and anxiety and uncertainty. These are definitely three different emotions, feelings, occurrences that just about everyone is feeling probably hourly today, and I'm no different from you. In this episode, I'm going to go over my approach to these three different phenomenons, how I have dealt with them in my life, how I have overcome some of them, and my mindset towards all of it so that you guys can do the same. Let's do it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. How do I deal with fear and anxiety and uncertainty? This is a comment I actually just grabbed straight up off of my YouTube right now. Somebody just left this comment seconds ago and I went, you know what? Maybe it's a sign I am supposed to talk about this today. I do like to look into things maybe a little too much and see them as signs, but I do believe they are actually signs. So here we are, we're gonna talk about an otherwise uncomfortable topic and one that I do try to stay away from normally. I try and shy away from talking about anxiety because people can be very opinionated on it, I've noticed. Anxiety is a very real phenomenon in the body. I've had anxiety attacks, especially since 2017 when I lost my father. But people also don't want to hear that you can mediate and manage your anxiety. They get upset if you imply that it is anything other than an unfixable diagnosis. I'm sure you guys have seen this around the internet if somebody brings up the topic of anxiety. I've seen actually a lot of influencers on TikTok will post these very harmless videos where they'll say, you know, how I, how I cured or, or mitigated my anxiety. And then they'll show a montage of them running on the treadmill or eating healthy fruit or vegetables. And the comments will be filled with people saying, this is a dangerous pose. How could you possibly imply that anxiety is anything but a medical diagnosis? Some people are stuck with horrible anxiety until they die and that's it, that's final. And you guys know, I don't like when people's brains go to that area where they're not willing to learn or listen to anything new. And I noticed anxiety just happens to be one of those topics that people get very passionate about. So you guys know, if you're listening to this, that I'm a solutions-oriented person. I always have been and I always will be. I don't accept no for an answer on anything. And if I ever receive, knock on wood, a horrible medical diagnosis one day, I'm still going to believe that I can do something to fix it, whether it is through prayer or the food I eat. Mark my words. And I believe where there is a will, there is a way with anything. I don't care how cliche that sounds. It is just how my brain works. It's how I have worked to make my brain work, basically. And the same thing holds true with anxiety for me. Now, again, note, if you are somebody who has, you know, chemical imbalances in your brain or all of this crazy stuff going on in your body, that is not normal. I am not necessarily sitting here saying you can just cure anxiety tomorrow. I'm not a doctor. I'm just speaking to the majority of people who experience a lot of anxiety in general and while running their business and what I have done to work through mine. So, no, please, somebody pull that, that sentence up when someone claims that I didn't say that in this podcast. Yes, I did. Please don't come for me. Again, I'm just the seer on the hill sharing what I know. It makes people upset when any discourse on the topic of anxiety is happening, and I generally try to stay away from it, right? 
But with this new season of the podcast, I'm feeling called to go there regardless of if I ruffle some feathers. I am here to remind you that your mind and body are so much more impressive than you give them credit for. I cannot stress that enough, truly. And I really want you to just pause and think about that for a second. Your brain, spirit, soul, and the physical shell that is carrying you to the end. All of those things on their own are miracles, and the fact that they work together the way they do is also a miracle. Your brain is a medical marvel. We still can't understand all that it's capable of. The fact that we are here on earth together at the same time, listening, you're listening to words from me right now being recorded in Southwest Florida, come out of an audio device wherever you are at whatever time you're listening to this. It's all a godly miracle and there's no other way to describe it. And when you realize that, you should also realize that you can do more with your body than you are currently giving yourself credit for. And that goes for fear, anxiety, and worrying about uncertainty. This goes deep into the subconscious. You can virtually rewire how you think while also calming your vagus nerve. If you guys want me to talk more about the vagus nerve, let me know after this. Shoot me some comments on the episode. And managing your overall nervous system, which I can talk about as well. You can do anything you set your mind to. And you guys have heard the episode that I recorded about grieving through business and I just Definitely want to stress, I I really can't even explain the physical and mental and emotional duress my body has been under during the grieving process that I have been in. So again, if you think I'm just some bimbo talking about something I know nothing about, trust me, I have looked up every vagus nerve, every nervous system study you can find to slow my heart rate and calm myself down. Believe me, I have a very fast resting heart rate. It's like 96 beats per minute. Probably not great. I'm working on it but I'm not like above you on this. I am in the thick of it with you guys. So please understand that I I do get this. So shifting gears to business right now. When I was first starting out, I had the imposter syndrome. I was young, I had no idea what I was doing and I had a few mean clients tell me that my writing is terrible and I should quit. And I thought about it when they told me I should quit. When you're 22 years old, you just start freelancing. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Some 55-year-old guy in Florida tells you you suck. You're obviously going to sit there and go, what am I doing? And I thought about quitting. I had anxiety every day that I was this imposter, you know, pretending that I could write. I'm on Fiverr pulling a fast one on everyone telling them I can write. I can write. And in my head, I'm like, Alex, can you write? Are you actually qualified to do this? Are you an expert? Don't get me. We're going to talk about the concept of being an expert in another podcast. Believe me. But I had all these things going through my head. I was worried that I was going to be exposed for my lack of experience. Even though I proudly stated right on my Fiverr profile, my age, and I still do. If you check it now, it says 29 years old. Back then it said 22 years old. I update it every year. I age. I am always very transparent about all of that to my clients. I never lied to anyone, yet those imposter syndrome voices were in my head hardcore. I couldn't get them out for a while. And for the women listening, we experience the imposter syndrome way, way harder than men do. This has been scientifically proven. I'm not trying to make this a men versus women debate, but for the ladies who follow me, this is a very real problem. And it's one of the major ones that keep a lot of women out of business. So it is a passionate talking point of mine to make sure all of the women following me know that it's very normal if you are feeling the imposter syndrome. But I felt all the bad things. Something funny happened over the years. Every day, one of my worst fears came true freelancing, like a client flipping out at me or leaving me a one-star review. The next day I woke up and I was alive. I survived, I was breathing, I was drinking water, I lived, I was okay. And then it happened again and again, and I lived again. I woke up, I was breathing, everything was fine. 
after a while, I didn't have the imposter syndrome anymore because I had completed 1,000 orders on Fiverr, 1,000 orders. And after a while, I didn't have anxiety anymore. You know why? I built up so much confidence by pushing through those months over months through all of those bad days that once you do anything a thousand times, you feel pretty damn confidently about it. If you went on a run every morning for three and a half years, after three and a half years, you'd probably start to tell people that you're a runner. You become a runner or a writer or a chef or whatever it is by actually doing. You don't just appear with expertise. The only way to accumulate expertise is by doing. So fast forward to today, and nearly a year ago, I had completed over 6,000 Fiverr orders by myself. I know I have a team now, so this was by myself. Now with the team, it's over 7,000 or even 8,000. By myself, 6,000 orders. And many of those orders were for 10 blog posts. So that's, I mean, the 6,000 orders was probably for 30,000 different pieces of writing, literally. When you do something 6,000 times, I'm here to tell you, you never really question your experience ever again. And you laugh at the people who do because how can you compete with someone who has done something multiple thousands of times? It's like going up to the guy that has been picking melons his entire life and he has this really special way to do it and you've only done it for two days and he's done it for 20,000 days of his life. It's like going up to him and telling him, oh, I think I know a better way for you to pick those melons. Sorry, weird example, but you guys get the idea. I'm actually thinking about honeydew right now. I really love fruit. I actually want to record a podcast about how incredible fruit is because whenever I look at fruit, it blows my mind. Anyway, how can you compete with someone who has done something thousands of times you just can't? Persistency, sticking with it and never quitting crushed the business anxiety right out of my body. It was, it was gone. It was gone. It took some years, but it was gone. Or at least the type of anxiety that comes with freelancing. I'm going to segue into just regular anxiety in a moment. But I have different anxiety now because I am exploring new businesses like real estate investments and writing my own books and all these things that I am a newbie to. I'm starting from square one again. But what most people don't realize, since the concept of anxiety has taken on a life of its own today, it's become a very polarized and negative topic, is that a certain amount of anxiety is actually a good and healthy thing for you. It means your brain is ready to learn something new. It means you're stepping out of your comfort zone, which is, oh man, I can't even go into all of the different studies that have covered how freaking good it is for you, your intelligence, your mental, emotional health when you make yourself step out of your comfort zone often. That's one of the huge problems with corporate jobs and working a nine to five is you could go 30 years without stepping outside of your comfort zone. This has such bad effects on your self-esteem, your self-worth, how you see yourself, how you carry yourself so bad. Stepping out of your comfort zone is like integral today to like thriving and, and being happy, trust me. But it's actually an incredibly healthy part of growing as a business person, feeling that anxiety. I always tell people, if you can get yourself to a place where you see anxiety as a complementary part of growing and expanding, you are golden. It's like a sidekick. Anxiety actually could be viewed as a sidekick in a business sense. It's what gives you those butterflies and that racing you know, emotions and endorphins when you go out on stage to give a speech. It's what hypes your body up when it needs to be hyped up. When you're approaching fight or flight, it's actually an important natural bodily reaction to things. It's what has kept humans safe for thousands of years. Anxiety is what tells you like, mm, maybe I shouldn't open that door. Or what was that, what was that twig cracking off in the woods? Is something following me. Fight or flight was meant to keep us alive. 
We just can't handle it sustained for days at a time. Our bodies were not meant to carry anxiety for 36, 100, 400 hours at a time. I myself have had month long anxiety attacks, multi month long anxiety attacks. I've never really talked about this before. I've had sleepless nights for weeks on end where I've been, I would just start crying because I hadn't slept in three weeks. And anyone who's had that happen knows how terrible that is. You feel like a prisoner in your body. I've had times when I can't catch my breath for days. Like I breathe in, I use, you know, you, I could use a little oxygen reader. It tells me it's at 98% and all that stuff. But I have this feeling in my chest that I cannot catch my breath for like months at a time. It's a living hell. I've caused all sorts of digestive problems in my body. We won't go there. But from having sustained anxiety, I've really messed up my organs at times. And it's been a living hell. So I'm just saying I get it. I know what month-long anxiety attacks feel like. I'm sympathetic to it. And when this has been happening to me, I just knew I can't go on like this. Like my, my body cannot take this. I, you know, right now, like my liver, my adrenals, like they're doing their best, but I'm a mess. I could see it from my eye whites, from my skin. I was just not okay. Having sustained anxiety is not sustainable. So I sat down and again, I asked myself as always, you know, how can I fix this? I cannot be a prisoner to this BS in my body. This is just too much. I can't do this. And I started to research physical things I could be doing, like eating anti-inflammatory foods, stretching, going on walks, cold plunging, you know, putting a cold ice pack on your chest at night can help reset your vagus nerve. I also started to work out harder for at least one hour every day. I do find for me, if I work out super hard, it does kill a certain level of the anxiety in my body. And I do think our overall sedentary lifestyle today has given rise to anxiety. And another bad part about working in an office is how much your movement is suppressed. So I think with freelancing, it's amazing. Every hour you could go, you know, spend 20 minutes in your home gym if you want and work out because you don't have to worry about being in a business suit. Again, another, another topic we're going to get into, but I started reading more. I started to pray. I started to pick up my Bible. I started to drink more water. I started to focus on my breathing, something I'm very bad at. I'm definitely a shallow breather when I'm not thinking about it. And I did all these things. And next thing you know, I was okay again. I felt like I was back on planet earth. I was sleeping somewhat. I've never slept that great, but I was sleeping somewhat. I felt like a human. And I just think we are in a dangerous place in society today when we tell people there's just no other fix for something. There's always a fix. I see these people on TikTok and they'll say, this is my situation and this is why it sucks and it's never gonna change. And if you ever try and tell me I can change it, I'm gonna tell you, you're a liar or a bigot or a racist or whatever the stupid names are we throw at each other today. These people, they take their stances and they go, you know, this is my life, but I can't fix it. And how dare you suggest otherwise? And I just really think that is not a good place to be in, guys. There's always a fix through God or whoever he is to you. All things are possible. I have seen it. But more than anything, changing habits and how you think can be all that is separating you from the life you have now and working as an anxiety-free business person. For the most part, just remember a little anxiety is good in the world of business. And as for the uncertainty, don't worry, I'm gonna address all three parts of this. I have actually come to love it. You're probably thinking I sound nuts right now. I actually find today, as a 29 year old person, my favorite part of living is the uncertainty. 
not knowing what's around the corner, not knowing what incredible opportunity may come my way next year. It's so exciting for me, actually. Again, me speaking to you guys in this podcast right now, never in a million years could have predicted it. It was part of the unknown, the uncertainty in my life. And gosh, I'm so happy it found me because I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts right now. And none of that would have been possible if I had planned everything down to the last day. How boring would life be if God just handed you when you were born a timeline that showed you everything? When you'd be born, when you'd die, when you'd get married, or if you didn't get married, like, like how much, how terrible would that be? Honestly, if you think about that, it really wouldn't be living at all. It can be incredibly unfair down here on planet Earth, don't get me wrong, but the entire purpose of breathing oxygen into your lungs, in my opinion, is to feel all of the incredible feelings that can only happen in the human form. I believe when we die, our souls are going to go off to heaven. They're going to go experience a completely different reality and plane than we can experience here. You only get one shot at this human form, and that's kind of amazing to me. That's almost what makes life so beautiful in a lot of ways is this is it. Surprise, laughter, humor, love, excitement, anticipation. Can you guys tell I wrote that on a note because I couldn't couldn't have gotten that list all, all by myself right now. But all of those things, if you realize, they actually come from uncertainty. If you knew everything someone was going to say or when someone was going to make a joke or when something good would happen to you, you would never be surprised. You'd never laugh. There'd be no humor. There'd be no love. There'd be no spontaneity. There'd be nothing good. It has always been and will always be in the uncertainty. Life is packed with it. I've had a lot of it happen to me, good and bad, but my pragmatic mind always goes, okay, uncertainty clearly is part of the experience on earth. It's not going anywhere. So I say to myself in my head, how can I learn to love it instead? And I'm not gonna sit here and say I love it all the time. I have uncertain things happen that are terrible, like the outdoor patio room on my house I bought was actually unpermitted unbeknownst to me. It has to be demolished and rebuilt. So like that was a really bad element of uncertainty that I as very expensive, okay? So I'm, I'm with you guys, like uncertainty isn't always a great thing, but the actual concept of uncertainty and the energy that comes from it, I really think you need to try and fall in love with. Romanticize your life, go live, go live. You never know when it will come to an end, and I have seen this way too many times in my life. Lots of people think they have more time or they think life is going to play out differently than it does. And we plan and God laughs. I know I've said that multiple times this season. You guys are going to have to get used to my sayings. We plan, God laughs. All right, got a little poetic there. You guys get the gist. Please don't let your anxiety define you. You are more than a nervous system reaction in your body. Your brain, your physical form, your soul, your mental, emotional, spirit, energy, all of it is so much more complex and capable and impressive and impossible for us to even understand it's so impressive. And I just really want you to get that if you're dealing with a tough diagnosis right now or if you're dealing with really bad anxiety that just won't come to an end. Maybe this episode helped or if you know somebody in your life who is just at their wits end with their anxiety attacks, maybe send them this episode. I don't know if it was helpful. Again, guys, you gotta you gotta communicate with me here. So maybe in the comments on this episode, please let me know what you thought of it. But again, you are not your anxiety. You are a living, breathing person. You are a soul that is gonna transcend your body one day. Anxiety is just a physical reaction that is happening inside of your body right now. Be nice to your body. It's just processing whatever's going on. It too shall pass. 
And I do believe with some of the tactics I've put in this episode, you should be able to get through it just a little more quickly. So with that, as always, guys, I believe in you. Go out there, go crush your dreams, start your side hustle, quit your job, whatever it is that you feel called to do, have the bravery and the courage, please to go do it. I believe in you, love you, talk to you guys in the next episode.